Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope you are having a fantastic Tuesday, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. It's hard for me to keep up with what day of the week it is. Everything is moving so rapidly everywhere. Uh, I want to encourage you to check out our college football shirts with the Big Ten returning. We have got a ton of different OutKick shirts to support your favorite Big Ten school, your favorite SEC school, your favorite ACC, your favorite Big 12, and even your favorite Pac-12 school. All of them available at OutKick.com. Go search them out today. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. A bunch of different things that I want to jump into today. Uh, Starting with telling you to go sign up for the OutKick VIP. Tomorrow, stay tuned to social media Really big day coming for OutKick. That's all I can tell you. Can't tell you anything more but tomorrow a really big deal, uh, big day coming for OutKick. Stay tuned to social media. We'll update you there. Uh, You can go follow the official OutKick Twitter account at OutKick. You can go follow me at Clay Travis. You can go follow Jason Whitlock at Whitlock Jason. You can also right now guess in all of the comments on Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitter what exactly is going to come tomorrow but good stuff that I think you guys will be entertained by. Uh, Also, next week, I am told, sports gambling is officially going to be legal in the state of Tennessee. Listen to me closely, Tennesseans. Next week, you are going to be able to legally gamble from your phones, from your laptops, online, on sports, anywhere in the state. Go sign up today, fanduel.com slash clay. You get $50 put right into your account. You also get the opportunity to take advantage of whatever great offers are coming your way. All you have to do is go sign up, fanduel.com slash clay, and you're going to get some awesome offers next week. I'm not sure what day, but next week you are officially going to be able to gamble on sports in the state of Tennessee. Michigan's going to soon follow. All of you can go sign up and be notified when your state officially allows sports gambling by going to fanduel.com slash clay. All right. We start with the Dallas Cowboy disaster. I don't know how many of you watched last night. Andy Dalton, everybody on the Cowboys. It was ugly. The most entertaining part of this entire game was the Cowboy fan reactions in the stands late as the Cowboys struggled to score their only touchdown. It was like a 16 or 17 play drive. They kept getting pass interference penalties and they kept being unable to score. Cowboys are now sitting at 2-4. and The NFC East is one of the worst divisions that has ever existed in the history of the NFL. Right now, four of the five worst teams from a points-per-game differential are in the NFC East. All of them are atrocious the Cowboys are right now the leaders at two and four, but and it's even hard to get the schedule, get this the the, the right uh, thing here. I think that the Philadelphia Eagles are one four and one, if I'm not mistaken, and then you have the Giants who are one and five, and the Washington Football Team who are one and five, and somebody unfortunately is going to get to host a home playoff game for winning this division. This is why I've argued for a long time. There's no point in allowing division winners to host home playoff games. We should just take right now the four best records 
regardless of where they're from and give them the home playoff games. If you want to insist that a division winner deserves a playoff berth which frankly I don't agree with I think we should just have 16 AFC teams 16 NFC teams and let the chips fall where they may and whoever manages to advance into the postseason they get to uh, the, the top seven teams that's how you determine who gets all the seeds because you could have a situation where the best two or three teams are all in the same division. But the Cowboys are two and four and everybody's talking about oh last night was a great advertisement for Dak Prescott things were so bad for the Cowboys that he made himself a lot of money. I actually disagree. I think if the Cowboys are being smart I've got a theory for you. I think they should do whatever they can to get in the mix to draft Trevor Lawrence. Let me explain. Cowboys signed Dak Prescott to a one-year franchise tag. That means at the end of the year they owe him absolutely nothing. He's going to be coming off of a significant injury. They could sign and trade Dak Prescott to a team in order to get more draft picks to try to aid in their ability to get the overall number one pick and go get Trevor Lawrence. The Cowboys are probably going to have a high draft pick. We're probably looking at a team that's going to go 6-10, and 7-9, and nine, something along that universe. And if they do, then they would have some massive ability to put together a good package of picks potentially for teams that aren't that interested in drafting a top quarterback as is, right? There's the possibility that right now the Jets who are awful and 0-6 might get the number one overall pick. Are they going to move on from Sam Darnold? Are they going to remake their entire team and take Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. Jerry Jones a wheeler and a dealer. He made his money in the oil field. In order to really get fabulously wealthy you have to oftentimes especially if you're not starting with much take some big risks. Going to get Trevor Lawrence putting him together with C.D. Lamb with Michael Gallup and with Amari Cooper the best trio of receivers in the NFL I don't know what's up with Zeke. He's fallen off the planet like most running backs do when they get big contracts but at least you've got him there. The offensive line will be healthy again next year. You're not sure about the long-range health of Dak Prescott. To me, this is an easy call. The Cowboys should be thinking about making whatever moves they can to go get Trevor Lawrence. It would be, I think, the big-time difference-maker move if they are able to pull it off. It's what could make the Cowboys relevant again in a major way. All right, The Chiefs dominated the Bills. It's amazing how much our opinion on the Bills has changed. They started off 4-0 got crushed on Tuesday night by the Titans 42-16. Then they had nearly a week to get ready for the Chiefs to come to town six days later and the Chiefs came to town and just ran the ball all over them. One of the biggest rush uh, games ever in the history of Andy Reid's tenure I think the biggest in eight years in Kansas City. Mahomes was good but this was a physical beating that the Kansas City Chiefs offense put on the Buffalo Bills. As a result, the Bills have now fallen back to 4-2. and two. They look like a pretender compared to most of the top teams in the AFC. Josh Allen has just looked okay in the past two weeks. The Chiefs further solidified themselves to me as right now the team that's most difficult to get past. Because when they have needed to send a message whether it was to the Baltimore Ravens whether it was to the Buffalo Bills to teams that were in the postseason last year they have shown up and played at a high level. I know the Chiefs lost to the Raiders it's why I don't have them as my number one team. In fact I've got my top five and my bottom five for you in the NFL right now. 
the best team in the NFL through six weeks of action that I have seen so far in the outkick top five I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers number one overall. Ben Roethlisberger has come back the offense after struggling with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges last year for the Steelers has surged and as a result the Pittsburgh Steelers have been on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball I think the most consistent team in the NFL. They are coming off of a real beatdown that they put on the Cleveland Browns. Now, they haven't played an incredibly difficult schedule yet so I'm curious what's going to happen in this game this weekend against the Titans but to me the Steelers are the best team in the NFL so far. How about the second best team? Seahawks. Seahawks, both of these teams 5-0. and Seahawks are 5-0. and Russell Wilson is having an MVP caliber year. You've got him throwing to DK Metcalf which suddenly starts to look like Russell Wilson getting the best receiver of his career. DK Metcalf is the closest thing I have seen to Randy Moss as a young receiver in this league since Randy Moss. Nobody can stay in front of him. He takes the top off the defense. His speed is different level. His ability to catch the football in traffic. His just overall freakish athleticism is next level. I've got the Seahawks number two. A little bit apprehensive about their defense but I expect that the defense under Pete Carroll will get better as the season goes but I've got them at number two right now. How about in my third spot? Tennessee Titans. The Titans are 5-0 and going up against the 5-0 and Steelers. Why do I have them third? The offense. Right now the Titans became the first team to have over 350 yards passing and over 200 rushing in the history of the NFL. Derrick Henry's on fire. I think he's the best running back in the NFL. Ryan Tannehill has been playing believe it or not in the last 15 regular season games as the best quarterback in the NFL if you look at the numbers and these numbers a lot of times stun people so I want to re-emphasize them again. I think Ryan Tannehill right now is the most underrated player in the entirety of the NFL. If you think about where Ryan Tannehill has been since he was named starter in week 7 of last year so almost a full 16 games Tannehill has been the highest rated passer in the NFL at 117.3 he's got 35 passing touchdowns which is second best in the NFL 8.95 yards per attempt which is the best in the NFL he's averaging nearly a 70% completion percentage at 69.8% and his 12 wins in the last 15 regular season games again Titans 12-3 in the 15 games that Tannehill has started since he became uh, the quarterback second best among NFL quarterbacks. So I've got the Titans third. Why do I have them third? The offense again very good. Why do I not have them higher? Because of the defense. I think there are major issues on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe getting a Dory Jackson back will start to help but the Titans have not been able to play high quality defense for most of the season so far. They've been really bad on third down defense in particular third and long in the passing game. In the four spot I've got the Kansas City Chiefs at 5-1. and one. Why do I have them four? I think at possibility of their performance against the Ravens high ceiling but their performance against the Raiders was too low of a floor. I didn't like them against the Patriots. I didn't like them against the Chargers. I think the Chiefs have been playing up to the quality of their competition early in the season. They got a good win against the Bills. I've got them at four overall. And then in the five spot I've been bullish on them all season because I told you straight up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if Tom Brady can just not turn the ball over 30 times like Jameis Winston did it's a pretty good Tampa Bay defense. 
And I already know that we have good weapons at wide receiver even though they haven't been very healthy. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I like the Bucs here as the fifth best team in the NFL even though they're 4-2. and two. What they did to the Packers that dominant of a win 38-10 to 10, was a major statement in my mind. So the top five in the NFL Steelers, Seahawks, Titans, Chiefs, and Bucks. What about the bottom five? The list of sadness. I've got the Vikings at the 28th best team in the NFL. The Vikings have fallen apart. Kirk Cousins, 10, touch, uh, 10 interceptions. You get beat by the Falcons. They're sitting at 1-5. and five. They are a disaster. 28th spot for the Minnesota Vikings. In the 29th spot, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are what we thought they were. They started 1-0. They've since lost five in a row. Minshew Mania has faded. Are they now tanking for Trevor Lawrence? They might well be. The Giants. I've got the Giants at the 30th best team in the NFL followed by Washington and then it's the worst team in the NFL and this is one of the worst teams I've ever seen before in the history of the NFL. I got the Jets at 32. You want a crazy stat? The Jets through six weeks have been outscored by 110 points. That's nearly twice as bad as any other team in the entirety of the NFL in terms of points differential. The Jets are minus 110. So the bottom five, the Vikings, the Jags, the Giants, the Washington football team, and the Jets. Uh, My top five, Steelers, Seahawks, Titans, Chiefs, and Bucks. Uh, All right, Dodgers-Rays is tonight. Dodgers, I think, have to win this series. It's been since 1988 that they have won a World Series. Clayton Kershaw is on the mound. We had a big discussion about this. Right now, Clayton Kershaw is the Dan Marino of the NFL. He's the Giannis and the James Harden of, uh, of the NBA in the Major League Baseball context. The best guy in the regular season who can't win anything in the postseason Clayton Kershaw on the mound. I think there's some value on the Rays here. One of the most intriguing parts of this matchup to me is that the Dodgers this year have a $107.9 million payroll. The Tampa Bay Rays have just a $28.3 million payroll. Also, all of the fans in the stadium, nearly 12,000 of them, are going to be rooting for the LA Dodgers. And this points to one of the absurdities of our COVID universe that we're in. You can't in the city of Los Angeles get in your car and drive to Dodger Stadium and sit and watch this game in Chavez Ravine but you can get on an airplane at LAX. You can fly halfway across the country to Dallas, Texas and you can there make the decision to go and watch the Dodgers play in person in Texas. So you can get on an airplane fly halfway across the country to Texas and you can then go watch your favorite team the Dodgers play in person but you can't get in a car and drive to the stadium in LA. This is just absolutely absurd on every possible level you can imagine. It doesn't make any sense at all But I think the Dodgers get it done. I don't think there'll be any Rays fans there. Home field advantage for Dodger fans. I think they win. A couple of other facts that I think are interesting out there. CBS's game. uh, SEC game between Georgia and Alabama. Everybody wants to talk about ratings being down. SEC ratings are up. College football in the SEC has not taken a hit at all. The Alabama-Georgia game outrated Every NBA Finals game this year. Also, 
Game 7 of the NLCS between the Dodgers and the Braves outrated every NBA Finals game. That never happens ever. Mark Cuban and all of the NBA media defenders I would love to hear their argument for why that is occurring. The SEC up the NLCS up over last year way more viewers than the NBA Finals had worth asking Mark Cuban and all the NBA stands why that is happening. Uh, good news if you are a Titans fan like I am in addition to the fact that the team is 5-0 and remember when everybody was like oh my god the NFL is going to slam the Titans there's going to be so many penalties they're going to take draft picks they're going to find them they're going to have to forfeit none of that ended up being true. The NFL completed their investigation into the Titan COVID protocols found no major, major violations. At most, the team is going to have a minor fine and otherwise there are going to be no significant consequences levied against the Titans. Another big loss for the Corona Bros out there who wanted there to be a major issue for the Titans. Also worth mentioning, of everybody that tested positive on the team, there's only two players still on the COVID protocol list. It's likely that both of them are back this week and able to play against the Steelers so everybody that tested positive for the Titans no major issues everybody about to be back for the Titans and ready to go for the next game against the Steelers this weekend Taylor Lewan news big he tore his ACL he's out for the season we'll see whether the Titans can remake their offensive line in a way to help protect and make up for his absence finally CNN banned me for saying I was a huge fan of the First Amendment and boobs which doesn't seem like a very controversial thing to say in the grand scheme of things and in fact it wasn't their chief legal correspondent Jeffrey Tubin, was caught on a Zoom call as part of his New Yorker discussion masturbating on camera during the Zoom call. He has been suspended miraculously he has not been fired but CNN's chief legal correspondent is still not fired for masturbating on camera worth noting that I'm not allowed to be on CNN because I said I believe in the boobs and First Amendment. How about that massive hypocrisy from CNN when you actually put the three-letter network on the couch and grill them for their stupidity? I appreciate all of you. Big news from OutKick tomorrow. Go sign up at fanduel.com slash clay. You get $50 free dollars just for signing up. fanduel.com slash clay. And next week everybody in the state of Tennessee is going to be able to gamble. It is going to be an awful lot of fun. A brave new world in the state of Tennessee. fanduel.com slash clay. DBAP unless you need to SBAP I appreciate all of you thanks for being fans of OutKick and helping us grow I'll be on Fox Bet Live here in about uh, an hour I look forward to hopefully making you some money gambling and then we will talk more about everything else still to come that'll be tomorrow make sure you're following our Twitter accounts and more kisses from me to all the haters out there you're about to love me even more when we have another massive day tomorrow. In the meantime, like I said, DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I'll see you tomorrow morning on radio and I'll see you tomorrow with a lot of news that's going to be good. This has been OutKick. Enjoy. Thanks for watching.